When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome back to Bretton Cliffs Flea Circus. All welcome for the first time if you never listened before. Um, but welcome, one and all, and welcome to yes. you, Brett. Uh-huh. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm all right. I'm Cliff. You're Brett. Ah, uh, that's right. And it didn't seem to be very windy there this week. Yeah, uh, your wind chime, it's, it's not making as, as much noise as it did last the time. The wind chime. Which is sad because I liked it. I liked it on last <laughs> week's record. The wind chime is still, um, as is the air, it's hot, <laughs> hot, hot. I'm sweating. We've been out here five minutes. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think we're getting towards summer, and summer means like at least 40 degrees. It's, yeah. So the next- I mean, it's hot here. It's hot here, and okay. south, sunny South Shields. It's not obviously as, as hot as where you are, but still still warm. The family have just been for a walk on the beach and stuff. So Okay, well, that's nice. That type of weather. It is, uh-huh, yeah. I can you, can, you don't like going out anyway, do you? Never mind the <laughs> lockdown. Uh, <laughs> can you confirm whether you've grown a handlebar moustache? No, it's not a handlebar moustache. It's a, it's a beard, but uh, a lot of it's grey, so it kind of... Look. Okay, lurking in the shadows, all I could see was the the, the mustachey mm-hmm. bit. And you look so like I, um, the cricketer Merv Hughes. Do I? Or, uh, or I'll, an Australian outlaw. <laughs> <laughs> the, the second one was better. I was trying to go for like a, a Roy Keane kind of look when it uh, hopefully fills out the beard. I, think I look like a menacing Roy Keane. Yep. I hope so. I That's hope you're more stable. Remain more stable, Adam. <laughs> no, I'd love to be as unhinged as Roy Keane. That, you that's think one of the. Okay? Uh, well, all an actor. Do you think? Do you, uh, well, either way, I mean, I just think he's fantastic. He's absolutely class, Keane, isn't he? It was the last. I know we've had some enjoyable times as Sunderland fans sporadically mm-hmm. throughout. I mean, not yeah. for the last two years, but we've had some good uh-huh. wins over Newcastle and Cup final and stuff like that. But. Uh-huh. Really, when Roy Keane was in charge, was the last time it was actually good, isn't it? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, we're bottom of the league when he took over, weren't we? Yeah, bottom we... of the league, and then we got we finished top. So, <laughs> you can't get any better than that, uh, can uh, you? Also, everybody went mad because of how much money we spent. But we signed uh-huh. David Connolly, uh, yeah. Lee Miller. Was it dead, isn't he? Kavanagh. Kavanagh. We hardly fucking spent it on like Premier League players to get us up, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. It was yeah. like championship manager, wasn't it? On that I mean, uh, transfer were, window, they were indeed championship manager players. Weren't they? <laughs> <laughs> they were, they actually were, yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Keane. I like him. I watched a YouTube video of his his crazy tackles and stuff like that. That one on Alf Inger Holland's probably the worst tackle I've ever seen. I mean, in and, life. I mean, he should have been charged by the police, shouldn't he? Really, it was genuinely. <laughs> it was, <laughs> 
premeditated assault. <laughs> like it was. <laughs> you could just see it in his eyes as well. Like he was, he was wanting to actually snap his leg in it half. It was all so. over um, something like five years previous or something, wasn't it? Where he had yeah. gone down in Holland, told him about like stop uh-huh. the acting or something. It was, uh, yeah, I think it was against Leeds and uh, Keane um, was like running to the penalty area and Keane tried to trip Holland over, right? A bit like the Gascoigne one. Mm -hmm. And he did his knee and Holland went over and says, get up, man, you just play up now, whatever. And Keane was out for the season because he'd done his knee in. So obviously he remembered that. So about three years like later. Five years later, <laughs> wait, waiting for like a, a Manchester derby to get him, which is the best best way to get someone in a derby, isn't it? But uh, if anybody hasn't seen that tackle, I'll have to have a look on YouTube because it's, it's about horrific. big tackles in that kind of game. You've probably seen it. But there's a tackle by Kevin Ball in a Burnley-Blackburn <laughs> derby. Have you, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh-huh. Is it, is it, used to do like, that every week though every week I know, or so that, and I, I mean that one that <laughs> tackle in that Burnley game was absolutely insane like it's, it was it's terrible <laughs> Wait, <laughs> you know, he's, two, he's two dangerous tackles to look out for there on YouTube yes sir. <laughs> if, if, if you're looking for dangerous tackles those are two good ones aren't they Everyone what else is going on then uh, not much. It was Lennon's birthday yesterday. Oh, was so, it? Uh, I didn't know. I, shit, that makes us bad. Sorry. No, <laughs> oh, no, it doesn't make you bad. Um, and uh, we're just in there playing games and stuff like that. We're playing a, a old uh, sort of board game. Seen it? Have you ever played Seen it? Oh yeah, I think you used to have it. Do you have to play it with a DVD? That's right. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it's uh, it's like about movies and stuff like that. So we did that. I didn't win that. I lost. Did he enjoy At least it? I won. Oh, it was good. And we played another one called Buzz as well on the uh, PlayStation Oh, yeah, you used to have that, yeah. Well, on yeah, the PlayStation so 3, that. I feel like uh-huh. your technology far outstrips the game with that because Buzz is <laughs> the most simple game ever. <laughs> uh, the, uh, no, it's good. We're, we really enjoyed it. It's different ones, music quiz and stuff like that. So, yeah, I know your brother does lots of quizzes and, and things. So He's been he doing like a it. virtual quiz while lockdown's been on. Uh-huh. On a Thursday night, it kicks off at eight o'clock in England. My mum and dad do it, um, mm-hmm. and other friends, other people I know do it. Obviously, him and his uh, girlfriend host it. Uh, but mm-hmm. that's eleven o'clock at night here. I mean, yeah, at eleven. I mean, when's it uh-huh. going to finish? This I'm not. <laughs> I like I'd fall asleep on screen. Like it'd be uh-huh. <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> it would. It would. It would. So, yeah, yeah, he was going to stop it. He was going to stop it because. Uh, he said it was taking him all week to write the questions and stuff. <laughs> uh, he put a load of effort into it, but um, uh-huh. I think uh, he said the clamour for the next week's quiz was too much. Could, was it? Yeah. So he's he's going to have to start charging an entry fee, isn't he? I know. Well, uh, it seems like he's uh, decided that he wants to be a quiz master as his job. <laughs> well, <laughs> when when pump well, that's, that's a good job to have, isn't it? Do you remember? <laughs> did you ever come to the quiz in the um, oh what was that pub called? The Maltons. Of course I did. Okay, I went with you. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, and my mum and dad used to do it uh, as uh-huh. well. Do it. Mm-hmm. Used to make us laugh every time. The quiz master, you know how always when you do a pub quiz at the beginning, you have the mm-hmm. picture rounds like on the desk, or he brings it round. Yeah. Before uh-huh. it starts, and you get a uh-huh. bit of a that's to keep you busy, and you get a head start and do all of that. Yeah. He would always put it down uh-huh. and be like, "Don't answer it now, mind, because it's not just the person's name." Like, there's questions, so <laughs> don't just write yeah. the person's name. Wait till we get to the round, and then uh-huh. 
you know, he might just put his name down, but that's not really the answer. Anyway, every uh-huh. every week we go, all right, then. Um, and we'd start writing them down. We'd be like, ah, 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 don't write them down. You never, you never know what the question's going to be. Mm-hmm. And you go, right now, the picture quiz. Number one, who is this? Right, okay. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, they're not all going to be that, are they? Number two, <laughs> name him. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, what is my name? I'm like, <laughs> well, I had questions, but the answer to all of them is the person's uh, name. Like, <laughs> who is it? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, went, I went with you. I went with you uh, that, to that quiz. It was good, wasn't it? Yeah, nice I used to quite pub. like it. I, I used to like the pub as well. Uh, yeah. Some good beers. We, used, we called it the piano bar. That's yes. what we used to call it. He used to have a, a guy on the piano, didn't he? Yeah. I sang uh, Let It Be with him on New Year's Eve once. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. I thought, you, I thought you said last week you didn't even like it. I didn't, didn't but even like, like I know he was playing the piano and I couldn't I couldn't sing it like, <laughs> like totally failed. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's me remember. Well, that. I've, I've got a quick I've got a quiz for you actually. Okay. We might as well do it at the start because it ties in with what we're okay. what we're talking and about. And if we do it at the start, it'll definitely not get cut recorded. It, <laughs> it will exactly, yes. Uh-huh. Um it's called Quiz Album Bollocks. Right? Okay. That's the name of the quiz. Okay, I so, like the name. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? So I'm going to tell you a name of an album, and you've got to tell us whether it's true or it's bollocks, whether okay. I've made it up. Yeah? Okay. Right. First one is Hey Man, Smell My Finger. What do we know who it's by? Well, I, I, well, I, I could have made it up. Well, you Okay. Hey man, smell my finger. I'm going to say uh-huh. it's true and it's by some stupid fucking offspring or some shit like that. It's by someone called, it is true, and it's by someone called George Clinton. Oh shit, yeah, That's, George Clinton. You know what's yeah, George Clinton? I, I, I don't know George Clinton. It's the man from sure. Funkadelic in uh, Parliament, George Clinton. Oh, is it? Yeah, oh, is it? All right. Yeah. All right. Well, it's a good name for an album then. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one, All My Friends Are Dead. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that is true. Someone called Freddie Gage. All okay. my friends are dead. Um, the afternoon tea buggers. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a great name for a band, so I'm going to say no, it's not an album. <laughs> uh, it's not, actually. It is a name of a band, and the, uh, the album's called Joy Joy, so I didn't actually make it up. But The uh, album's called what? The album's called Joy Joy by the Afternoon Tea Buggers. <laughs> great, like that is a great band name. <laughs> a, a, t- a taste of Dick Black. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> <laughs> it is, yes. It's by the Dick Black band. Okay. So, yeah. I can't get enough of it. Can you not? Is that another one? <laughs> <laughs> Let me touch him. I mean, either way, like it could be true, true or false, couldn't it? That one <laughs> could be. <laughs> All of them I, could I be. I could have made that one up, couldn't I? <laughs> um, I think that's true. True or false? True. True. It is true. By um, the minister's little. Um, yeah, next that? one. Oh, I didn't. I've got no idea. Jesus used me. Yeah, that's. Did uh, you'll yeah, never get it? What was? I think it's true. I'm sure Nirvana did a cover it or something like that. Or was, am I making it up? I don't know. Um, it's the faith tones. Um, I feel like my, <laughs> I feel like somebody's doing it. like religious. Yeah, okay. Right. I've never heard of it before. My lips 
of a blown. Oh, that's got to be like Dizzy Gillespie or something, hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's, it is true. It's by some Russian sort of trumpet player, something like that. And the last one, I should have been crucified. <laughs> I'm going to say that one's false. <laughs> no, that one's true as well by oh, yeah. the, the Dick Handler Quartet. <laughs> I've That's seen true. them. I've seen them around. <laughs> oh, yeah. The Dick Handler Quartet. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like yeah. something off the two Ronnies. <laughs> uh, How did that some do? Of the, yeah, I can't remember. You did quite quite well, actually, didn't you? I think You're I made a really well. erroneous Nirvana claim. Uh, I think the yeah. song I was thinking of was Jesus Wants Me for a Sunbeam. <laughs> right. Well, no, it's not that one then, eh? I, I made a similar claim last week, but gladly you cut it out. I think I said I was a massive Bond fan, which would have been, <laughs> which would have been true if, if it was me when I was eight, but not anymore. <laughs> so I'll, I'll, take that bit out. That I'll take the pedophile bit out and I'll take Brett's claim about Bond out. <laughs> and that'll keep, us, that'll keep everyone okay. <laughs> yeah, keep everybody happy. Exactly. Yeah, people won't know what you're talking about. Well, no, about, I know, uh, but, uh, anyway, <laughs> that's for the best. Uh-huh. Um, talking about James Bond, do you mm-hmm. like it? Do you do you watch them? As as a kid, I loved them. I thought they were fantastic. Okay. You know, all the all the gadgets and stuff like that. I loved them. But as you get a little bit older, you start re- realizing that James Bond is a massive prick, don't you? <laughs> He's just a dickhead, isn't he? He's just um, a complete kick. The last one I watched was um, the one with Terry Hatcher in. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that 90s. That? Tomorrow Never Dies, is that that? Might be. It might be. It was the second one, P.S. Brosnan Second one. Penis Brosnan one, yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I've seen them all. I, I've watched, I think I've watched every single one. And they're all right, but they're well, not they're, they're not all the same. Yeah, pretty much. They're pretty can't much all the same. Can't be bothered with that. I used when I was a kid. I used to like the idea of the cars that went underwater and stuff like that. Uh-huh. But, well, that's it. I mean, that's why I like. Them. I'm not asked about like he's a dick, isn't he? Like, he's, he's, he's a massive dick. And now yeah. it seems like he's a miserable dick. At least before he was like he was a, a wisecracking dick. Now he's just fucking uh-huh. moaning all the time. Just, yeah. Now say that without watching a second of the new ones. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I'm 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 not a massive Bond fan. Does that no, claim that to makes me two previously? of us. But anyway, nobody heard that you claimed to be. So they didn't uh-huh. we cleared, cleared up that thing that didn't need clearing up. Good. Uh huh. Uh, I've got one question for you, Cliff. Okay, come on then. Have you uh, ever upset a uh, famous or oh, semi-famous guitarist, Cliff? <laughs> By any um, chance? Yeah, back when I was about 18 or 19, 18, 19 maybe. Is that a good what enough answer you for you? <laughs> no, what did, you, what did you do and what did he say he would do to you? I can't remember what he said he would do to us. You probably remember Punch that. Punch your head in? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, what was it? It was one of the first things I ever wrote. I did a review of, um, mainly it was to review some of the lads we know from Shields, their band, still maintain a good band, um, mm-hmm. was supporting uh, somebody. It's, it's this, isn't it? 
His yeah, name's was Aziz Ibrahim, who was that's right, um, the guitarist in Ian Brown's from the Stone Roses solo band, and uh-huh. he had played guitar in like the last version of the Stone Roses, like in the nineties when John Squire had left. Uh, mm-hmm. So the lads we knew were supporting him, and actually there was him on guitar, and the bassist and drummer was uh, the Smiths rhythm section. So <laughs> it was worth going was just it? for the, yeah, yeah, it was worth going for them. Yeah. But I mean, they uh-huh. were wankers, but you know. Yeah. Um, at least I saw them because I never got to see the Smiths. So uh-huh. yeah, so the lads were good. It was in the Cellar Club in South Shields. It was like, it might have even been its first reopening night for however many times. But, is, that, is that the one that used to be the Chelsea Cat where Hendrix yeah, played? So it was the Chelsea Cat, and before that, it was the Cellar Club, and that's where uh-huh. Hendrix and I think Cream played. And yeah. you know, me, me, me uncle Alan, who introduced me to a lot of music, and um, my mom used to go there. I think my mom went when it was a cat. Uh, <laughs> she probably was a bit young when it was a Cellar Club, but I'm sure she went. Um, yeah, so it was then. I think it was its reopening night. I don't know why it was called the Cellar because it was upstairs. Stupid name. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it's a bit weird, wasn't it? Um, but, uh... So yeah, so it was one of the first things I'd ever written. It was before I'd had any training and shit like that. Uh, I did a review for like a local uh, listings mag in Newcastle about uh-huh. it, and basically I said the lads we knew were good, obviously. And yeah. shit, and I kind of just said it was all like just showing off, like fucking wanking on the guitar, and he had lasers yeah. coming out of his fingers and stuff like that. Man. Yeah, I remember you saying that. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, God knows how or why he cared about it, but he saw the review and went mental. Said like he wanted to find out who I was and kick off, come and beat you up, come and beat us up or whatever. He said that the the seller club had banners uh, <laughs> from being in there. Uh, ever again and uh-huh. also I was I mean I wasn't bothered I mean is he going to come back to Shields to find us like <laughs> no everyone thinks so I mean, I mean he, now, it, it's probably a bit cringy could, to review you know what I mean it was like yeah, he could, he could get you back if he wanted he could put an awful review of this podcast on couldn't he, he? could couldn't he, he imagine 20 years <laughs> later he's fucking still harboring the grudge but the other <laughs> thing was I was going to see Ian Brown about I don't know not long after and I um, uh-huh. had a way to get backstage, um, but he was still his guitarist. So <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck it. I'm going to have to give up. I think Ian Brown would have been a knob as well, so probably not that bad. <laughs> not that bad. <laughs> He's actually quite a good guitarist, isn't he? he I, is, I like Ian I Brown's like... first two albums, but, I, uh... but I haven't heard his solo stuff. Like. No, I mean, so I'm you, sure you he brought out a couple right. of albums, but uh-huh. he was, I didn't there think he was go. very good, but I was an 18-year-old trying to... Prove I could write reviews. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was an interesting story. I wonder who who's going to beat you up next week. <laughs> you see, my dad, <laughs> my dad commented on Facebook saying, "I feel like bad dad. You've been beaten yeah. up every time you got out of the house." I think it was more <laughs> my fault than his, to be honest. And, all, and and I still maintain a lot of the times it was definitely not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, yeah. It seems that way. It certainly seems that way. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. Should we tell everybody what we're going to talk about? The Mist, which is mm-hmm. a Stephen King uh, movie. Well, we watched the 2007 film version. There uh-huh. was a, a TV version a few years ago. And obviously it shocking. came... 
I haven't watched it, but I trust that you watched it and didn't like it. Um, mm-hmm. And it came from a, another short story by Stephen King as well, didn't it? Did he it ever did, write? Yeah. Did he ever write full books? No, he definitely uh, wrote full books. Uh, but I think he's just a prolific writer. Like he just mm. you know pull out loads of different stuff. And uh, I think he wrote this one in 1980. It's just a, a, like a little novella. Mm-hmm. And what Stephen King does with all these short stories is. He offers them a full students, and film students pay a dollar for the rights. Okay. And they can just make whatever you know they want based on all okay. these short stories. Oh, I didn't know that. So yeah, he's he's a good guy. And uh, Darabont, uh, Frank Darabont, the director of of The Mist, made one of those short stories. Um, he got it for a quid. He bought for a dollar, huh? Uh-huh. Um, and that's how Stephen King sort of knew who he was because he liked the short story that he made. And then Frank Darabont went on to do Shawshank Redemption and The Green Mile. And then this one. Um, okay. It's one of my favourite adaptations, actually. I think it's, I, think, I, I love it. I'm not too sure that you like it, but we'll get mm. into that, I think. Yeah, we'll get into it. I've got, um, well, I've just watched it this afternoon. I started watching it the other night, but it was like about 10 o'clock and I put it on. It's a couple of hours long, so I was like, oh. yeah. I'll save and it, it was too scary for you, Cliff. And obviously, I thought it would be too scary for me to watch on the night time. <laughs> so, yeah, I didn't watch it all. And I, I returned to it this afternoon and uh, uh-huh. watched it just before we were doing this. So my thoughts on it are very are very raw at the moment, very yeah. fresh in my mind. Um, Good. But, yeah, you can explain what it is and what it's about, mm-hmm. and I'll probably interrupt. Well, it, it's a simple story, really. Um, it's, it's about um, an artist um, who um, does covers for... DVDs or film posters and stuff like that um, in Maine because most of Stephen King's stories are set in, in Maine where he lives. And what happens is there's a, a massive thunderstorm um, and they see in the morning after the thunderstorm sort of mist rolling down the mountains. Um, and because there's been this thunderstorm, there's been damage and stuff like that. And he has a neighbour who's called Brent Norton, who is your favourite guy, isn't yep. he? Andre Brower, yeah. is that right? Yeah, Brower, Brower, so you like him. Yeah, yeah, Brower. So uh, he takes his neighbour who he's had issues with in the past, sort of disputes with, to a supermarket so they can get supplies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and what happens is the mist sort of traps them in the supermarket. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's this guy that comes running into the, the sort of supermarket and says there's, there's something in the mist. So we'll, we'll find out that the sort of these strange creatures in the mist, horrible creatures as well, uh, especially it's the spider. It's, 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 <laughs> it's not what I thought, but go on, keep telling the story because I, I will get into that. Uh-huh. So that, that's it. That's the basic premise of it. They're trapped in a supermarket with this mist all around them. And within the mist are these sort of Lovecraftian type um, creatures Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not just about that, and that's that's why I like this. It's it's obviously there's monsters outside of the supermarket, but there's also monsters in the supermarket as well. Yeah, because um, some of the because mon- some of the monsters come inside. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. One of them is is like a religious zealot um, called Mrs. Comedy, mm. who's class. Absolutely not very funny, brilliant. isn't she? Considering her name, she's not funny. No, she's not funny, but she. Uh, sort of tries to say to the rest of them, the people in the supermarket, that it, it's sort of Armageddon and it's uh, mm. it's the end of the world and it's God's wrath and stuff like that. And she's like this religious zealot. And mm. slowly, slow, and 
but surely they, she sort of gets a congregation and more people join her congregation. Um, mm-hmm. And as eventually they try to leave the supermarket, the main character, she, she tries to stop them in not a very nice way. Yeah. So it, yeah, it's a simple it, idea. It definitely goes to places I didn't expect it to go. Uh-huh. Um, the freezer section, uh, the pet food section. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Canned goods. <laughs> no, like it starts off. Um, firstly, can I ask you, was this like a cinema release or is it what, a Stephen King uh-huh. TV special? No, no, it was a cinema release. Was it? It's okay. Cinema release. Um, yep. But the thing with it is. Is it, it was on a very, very small budget, even though it was Darabontes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you can. I think, I think it's class. I, I, I mean, I, I like I everything about it. I like the special effects and everything. Mm, but yep. it was, they were given a smaller budget. And the reason, despite the fact it's Stephen King, and despite the fact it's Darabont as well, coming off the Shawshank Redemption, you know, rated by IMD, the best film ever made. <laughs> Idiots. <laughs> it is one of the best films ever made, and after the, that, The Green Mile as well. But the budget was so small because Darabont wanted to film the ending that he wanted to okay. film. Okay. And we'll talk about the ending later yeah, yeah, on. Yeah. <laughs> just, I mean, I'm <laughs> still kind of reeling from it. Like a, it took us <laughs> a, a good while, and the, the end credits music doesn't help. Uh-huh. Uh, like, no. I, I left it playing for far too long. Like Normally, I'll just switch the end credits off. But yeah. for whatever reason, I just kind of walked away from the TV, and the music was still playing. Uh-huh. I was like, I need to turn this off because it's really haunting. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. wasn't enjoying it. And this, uh-huh. I watched it in fucking five in the afternoon. Imagine if I'd watched it at night. I know, um, you would have been terrified. But yeah, I think, I think you can tell it's a small budget, not necessarily mm-hmm. because the effects are bad or anything, but just the way it's shot, the cast and stuff like mm-hmm. that. It's not, they're not huge names, although there's some very good actors in it. Yeah. Um, and it's a lot of it's shot. It looks like it's shot trying to look like it's handheld but pro- but probably mm-hmm. isn't actually handheld some of the like panicky bits in the supermarket and stuff yeah um it's a few bits of that kind of gonzo camera work kind of stuff but uh, you yeah. can tell it's not I mean, it's not hollywood blockbuster material which no. i was surprised given the director and the green mile mm-hmm. was a huge smash but then after seeing the end of what you've just said that that makes sense yeah because uh, there, there is another Tom reason yeah, I mean, there is another reason why the camera works like that, um, and because I'm sure you would have watched um, a program called The Shield before. Mm-hmm. Amazing, right? Well, I've never, I haven't actually watched it. I've not actually seen it. But uh, Frank Darabont, he worked on an episode of The Shield, and when he was making this film, he liked the people that he was working with okay. so much that he took the whole camera crew and the whole okay. editing team from. The, the program The Shield. Okay. So uh, you, you'll know more about this than me. Does the camera work sort of look like yeah. The Shield? Where it's zooming um, in and zooming out. The Shield is like this film times 10. Uh, it's like all over the place. If you, uh-huh. if that kind of handheld on the move kind of camera work, mm-hmm. you, if you don't really like it, you can't get used to it. And there was a period mm-hmm. around this time when it was like in vogue and loads of stuff was filmed like this. Um, yeah. If you can't really get away with it, then the shield, I mean, after 10 minutes, you, you're going to feel sick because mm-hmm. it's constant. It's like, 
Yeah. It's like somebody's not like filming by mistake almost. <laughs> like it's yeah. all, so all over. Like a place. documentary. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that adds, because the shield is totally, it's probably the grittiest and most raw of those American TV cop dramas that mm-hmm. came out around that time. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you know, you've got our favorite homicide life on the street that then, yeah. you know, you had NYPD Blue, you had uh-huh. The Shield, you've got uh, Law and & Order and CSI and all of that stuff. Some of them uh-huh. are really slick, but The Shield yeah. is like, even looking at it, it's, it's grainy, it's gritty. It yeah. looks like it's filmed on a camcorder. So uh-huh. uh, that, make, that makes perfect sense. Absolutely perfect uh-huh. sense. Okay, I get well, that's, that. Now. That's why it's, it's like that. Now, I actually liked it for a horror film. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it made things flow, didn't it? I mean, it, there's a lot of characters in this. There's, there it's is. like an ensemble piece. And I got a bit confused, not confused, but because I've got one eye on the baby doing whatever she's doing or whatever, like... yeah. I was watching it, but there's a few bits where I kind of turned away and I'm thinking, oh shit, there's uh-huh. someone else now. Like, who's this? He's the yeah. store boss. He's the store guy. There's a couple yeah. of like old rednecky guys. And all of a sudden, like a biker fella pops up and like, uh-huh. I was like at risk of losing track of who was who. There's obviously the main yeah. ones. You've got mm-hmm. yeah, like three or four main characters, which is, um, so the main artist guy, I like the opening when he's painting. Uh-huh. Is he building um, a, a huge poster version of, um, Oh, what is it? It's the outlaw Josie Wales or something like that, isn't it? <laughs> it's, well, it's, it's not actually. Um, it, there's a lot of Easter eggs at the start. One of the pictures is The Thing. I don't know if okay. you noticed that. It's the okay. cover of The Thing. Okay. But the one that he's, he's painting is another Stephen King. Uh, well, it's a, a group of books called The Dark Tower. And that's, oh, is it? that's what he's painting. Eh? Uh-huh. They look like Clint Eastwood. Yeah, well, the, the first book in The Dark Tower is called The Gunslinger. Okay. And it, it, he is a character much like um, Clint Eastwood. That's, okay. that's, that's why he's Matthew McConaughey in the film, right? It's, uh, and Idris Elba is The Gunslinger, so you, I don't oh, think you could get any, any different from that sort of picture. But there's other ones in there as well, because um, I've, I've read a little bit about it. There's Pan's Labyrinth, um, and the reason for that being there the people who did the special effects on this film were the same people who did Pan's Labyrinth. Oh, really? Yeah. I think the so effects that's... on Pan's Labyrinth are more impressive than on this. Really? I, I really like the special effects. I don't, I mean, I, the, the, I don't again... dislike the special effects on this. I just think that Pan's yeah. Labyrinth is like really iconic and it, it, uh-huh. you, know, you know what it is. This, uh-huh. and I guess it's the source material as well. The, I think one thing about this is the alien monster things whatever they are mm-hmm. there's a few different ones of them isn't it and i think that's where it differentiates itself because yeah. the first thing you see like oh okay another fucking tentacle thing that's going to eat mm-hmm. it up it's probably got a massive mouth and loads of sets of teeth in it um uh-huh. but and you think that's what it is but then the next one you see is like a massive bug but it's got yeah. like feathery wings not bug wings and then you see uh-huh. a big like pterodactyl kind of thing with a massive tongue and then you see yeah. something else and you see something else so it's not i think the different the point of differentiation with this film is that you think you know what the monster is but you don't yeah but, but there's more than one and you kind of don't get the explanation of, uh-huh. of why or what they are um, well, because the monsters um, seem to be after each other at one point yeah well, well it's a, the, the, what what's happened is there's this 
um, because of the storm or whatever, there's this thing called the Arrowhead Project, which is like a military base where they're doing various tests and stuff like that. And because of the storm, it's created a problem at this military base. And what they were doing at the military base was trying to create a window into a diff different world or a different dimension. Also, right? <laughs> <laughs> Why? And when will people learn? Hold on, hold on. And the storm... The storm has then caused these sort of creatures from the other world to come through rather than it being a window which what they were intended to be just so they could look and watch what was happening <laughs> in this other dimension it became a door and they all sort oh, of piled fucking idiots. has that ever worked <laughs> <laughs> but they would do it though wouldn't it? i mean if you if scientists could do that they would i mean the the people who, who created the nuclear bomb right they weren't sure whether when, when they set it off, it would just set the whole atmosphere of the planet alight, but they did it anyway. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So, the, not, <laughs> it didn't. It didn't do that, but the, know, the, they didn't know. It was a risk. They, they weren't sure whether yeah, okay. you know, setting off that bomb was going to do that, and they did it anyway. Mm. So scientists would do that. What about uh, the fog? Is that more dangerous? Um, well, that's the thing. It, this was called the Fog when <laughs> uh, when Stephen King wrote it. That's that was the original title. But because of the John Carpenter film coming out, uh, I, I think the same year actually. It I might think be so. A yeah, bit yeah, after. He had to change it to the Mist. So um, <laughs> that's that's why. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's the, I, I, I love the, the Fog as well. The next guy, right? <laughs> another one. Oh shit! The Beatles do it. <laughs> sea fret. <laughs> 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 that would be good, wouldn't it? The Sea Fret. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're two very different films, The Fog and The and I don't know. <laughs> completely different. But, uh, yeah, so the, the main guy in this is uh, Thomas Jane, isn't he? Who's, yeah. who's uh, David Drayton. What do you think of him? I, I quite like him, mate. I think he's good. Do you like I've him in this or other things? I, I like him in this. And I also have seen another one, which was really good as a crime thing. Um, where he was a South African police officer <laughs> who was also a bank robber. Shove it up I your eyes. Forgotten anus. the name. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> and that was that was really good. It was a true story as well, and it was it was he was excellent in that. He's, I think uh, I know also, the film you're talking about. He was the Punisher in the Punisher film. He was that came uh, out. I know that's got real bad reviews. Um, what I realised because I was looking through, I was like Thomas Jane. Oh, he's a bit shit, isn't he? Um, mm -hmm. I mean, you'll be surprised to hear that a lot of the people involved in this film I've got no time for whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas Jane, I was thinking, oh, he's a bit shit. Uh, and he's in that Punisher thing, that's meant to be shit. But I haven't seen it, so it might be good, I don't know. Um, and I looked through INDP, I don't think I've seen a, a single thing with, with him as uh -huh. the leading. I've seen some films where he's a bit part in, and that I yeah. can't remember. But I don't think I've seen anything where he's the lead. Apart from yeah. a week ago, I started watching the HBO series Hung, which right. was like, it came out 2009, so probably on mm -hmm. the back of this. Um, and he's, I think the, I think he becomes a male gigolo, and he's, and he's well right. I think that's the premise of it. And it's meant to be kind yeah. of dark and funny or whatever. Yeah. And uh -huh. I, like, I couldn't get away with it. It was one of those shows, HBO have done some amazing programs. But mm -hmm. I thought this one dated really badly, so I, I didn't. Right. I didn't continue watching it. So yeah, yeah, I thought he was all right in this. I don't think he's like uh -huh. massive leading man material for me, but um, uh -huh. he, he 
spent he's obviously quite muscly and well built and stuff for a mm-hmm. video like painter and well he's, he spent, a, he's a fit guy isn't he he's he a spent a long i mean he didn't have, he didn't have overly massive muscles i mean no no no, no but he's well you know he's you're not fat is he uh no but he spent a long time trying to fend off these monsters with a mop, which I thought was quite funny. <laughs> should have got mine. That, yeah, should have got yours, exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's the only way that they, they could fend them off, I think, um, until the, the fines uh, are gone. But the, the interesting thing about Thomas Jane and uh, Frank Darabont as well, I, I doubt very much, Cliff, that you've ever watched The Walking Dead, have you? Um, I've watched a couple episodes of it, but again... I mean, it's quite, that's quite gruesome and violent. Like, it's all right. I don't mind it. But I watched a few episodes. I'm like, well, this is the same every single week. And yeah. I think I don't understand well, how it's gone on for a 10 series uh-huh. or whatever. Well, I, I like the, especially the first series. And Frank Darabont did the first series. and uh, He directed the first episode, didn't he? And wrote, like, yeah. a, and wrote all of it, I think. A lot, a most of, yeah, most of the, the first series. And a lot of the actors that are in this are also in The Walking Dead. Okay. And Thomas Jane was supposed to be Rick Grimes, he was supposed to play Rick oh, Grimes. But he decided to get choice. decided to get egg from this life instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> well, that's he a did. fucking terrible decision. <laughs> I know, I know. But uh, I, I think he's really good. I, I do like Thomas Jane. I think he's good. But I think Mrs. Comedy's the best, though, isn't she? Yeah, Marcia Gayhardt. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and she's an Oscar winner as well, I think. Oh, she she uh, for? I think. Uh, not too sure of the film that you won for. I don't think it's a film that I've seen. Um, I did. I should have wrote it down actually, but I didn't. But uh, no, I'm not sure. You'll have to check. She's one of those where um, I know her name. I couldn't mm. pick her out of the lineup, and I, I can't. I couldn't tell you if I've seen her in anything. I'm sure I have. Yeah. But uh-huh. either she's a really good character actress, and you never really know who it is, or uh-huh. yeah, I've just not seen her in anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good in this though. Is, is the uh, she's religious very zealot. very good as the religious zealot. Like she's like uh-huh. saying, "Oh, you've brought this on yourself," and yeah, you've got the, the 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 devil's out there, and he'll take the ones who deserve it, and all of that stuff. Uh-huh. And then there's a point when the fly and bug thing comes in, and it mm-hmm. doesn't get her. It's like hovering in front of her, and I think yeah. she starts saying a prayer, and uh-huh. it, and it just flies away, which obviously yeah, just. Like kind it of, convinces the other people in the supermarket that she actually knows yeah, she's got some kind of divine prophet. power. Yeah, yeah, I think they start saying she's a prophet and God's speaking through her or whatever. So they start yeah. believing her. But like most religious zealots, she ends up being quite nasty <laughs> um, yeah. and very divisive. Well, it's, it's all about power, isn't it? That's, that's what it's all about. It's all about having power over other people. And certainly that, that was her way of getting power over all the other mm. people in the supermarket using religion for that that purpose, wasn't it? Yeah. Did you did you like the uh, appearance of the Shermanator? Yeah, I did. He's not in it for very long, is he? He doesn't have a spotted yeah. face or braces. Um, <laughs> but I was like, I'm sure that's that guy of uh, American Pie. Um, yeah. I mean, he's the first guy that gets killed, isn't he? So he is. I mean, we'll we'll talk well, a little. The first guy out the supermarket. Bit, but what, what happens is, yeah. What happens is the the generator at the back of the store is getting backed up um, because there's something blocking the vents or what have you. Um, and this young bad boy, who's the Shermanator, he, he uh, goes out and tries to fix it. And Thomas Jane sort of said to him, don't do it, there's something out there, because he could feel something pushing against the shutters or what yeah. have you. 
So he tells him not to, and these two other sort of guys are saying, just go and do it. He doesn't know what he's talking about because Thomas Jane is seen as a bit of a big shot, isn't he? Because he works in Hollywood and stuff like that. And these sort of local guys are saying, well, you don't know what you're talking about. So there's that element of it mm-hmm. as well, mm-hmm. which comes across like the locals and the out-of-town people. Yeah. Like um, Andre Brower's character, he's an out-of-town person. Mm-hmm. So he isn't trusted by the local people and he certainly doesn't trust the local people when they're trying to say, look, there's these things outside. He's saying, you know, you're, you're full of it. You're, yeah. You're trying do, to have we, us all. do we learn why him and Thomas Jane don't get on? Well, yeah, because there's, there's, um, there was an initial dispute. Because I've read, obviously, there's the short story as well. Uh-huh. There's an initial dispute because the neighbours, mm-hmm. he asks him to cut down his tree because it's dead and the tree falls on his, uh, his boat house, okay. doesn't it? Uh, well, I think something yeah. in the books happened previous to that yeah. as it, well. It seems that there's been a long-term problem yeah. between them. And then uh-huh. when this film or the book starts, I presume it's the same, the storm fells that tree onto his boat. So yeah. um, Thomas Shane's like, come on, I'll take you to the shop. And they kind of yeah. grudgingly get on and uh-huh. go there. Do you think yeah. uh, he's the only black character, isn't he? Do you think it's something to do with race as well? Well, I, I, what the, I don't think that was intended, but uh, I watched the DVD because I've got the Blu-ray. I watched the DVD commentary and Frank Darabont was talking about Andre Bra, how brilliant he is and stuff like that. I think he's awesome. That, I know I, I know I'll well, talk about how good he is, but I think he's yeah. absolutely amazing in this. Well, that's exactly what Frank Darabont said as well. And he didn't ask him to put that sort of race element in, but he just did it. Do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. without like the direction or without okay. being in the script or whatever, he put that in when he's, he's talking. So we'll, we'll see what happens to the Shermanator anyway. He yeah. does open the shutters and these sort of technical things attached to whatever you don't see it. Yeah. Grab them and pull them through, don't they? Yeah. Um, and then Thomas Jane's character tries to sort of convince the people in the supermarket that, you know, that there is something outside or what have you. Mm-hmm. And uh, Andre Brower sort of, saying, well, you're having us on. And, and then he puts the racial sort of element in where, where he's disbelieving of it as well. Yep. So, yeah, you're right about that bit, definitely. Um, um, I missed how he comes to his end. I, don't, I, I was like, where's he gone? <laughs> <laughs> he, he, because he doesn't believe that there's anything out there in the mist. Uh, right? is he has it, a certain... Is it him on the string? It's no, it's not him on the string. It's the biter guy on the string. Okay. The biter guy's on the string. So he convinces a group of out of town people because it already in the supermarket there's the sort of different groups yeah. of people. So he convinces the people who were the out of town people to just walk out and tell them not to, don't do it mm-hmm. or what have you. And he just goes anyway because he doesn't believe that the, the locals that there's anything amiss. Mm-hmm. You don't see what happens to him, but he dies. He stays. Yeah. Yeah, whatever's in the mist outside gets him and mm-hmm. stuff. So that's yeah. how he goes. So the other actors in it is uh, little Toby Jones, who was amazing. You like him? I think he's class in everything. I just think he's everything, everything. He's I've actually got. Isn't he? His dad is. Um, have you seen the Elephant Man? You I know the, the 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 Elephant Man's. Um, the guy who's got the elephant man captive. Yeah. At the start of the film. That's his dad. Okay. 
still be Jones's dad. Okay. He's in loads of horror, uh, Hammer horror films and stuff ah, like that. Okay. Uh huh. So, but I, I what I actually want to do a Toby Jones film next time, which he's amazing in, Is and it... it's a football one. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I I think with Toby Jones, I'm I'm never that sure about him. He pops up in mm-hmm. things like this, which is, I mean, he's good in it. I'm not really sure why it needs to be him or, you know what I mean? Like, it's, there's other yeah. films that are kind of centered around his characters and they're very obscure kind of like art house films that he's in. And then he's in a Stephen King mm-hmm. adaptation and stuff. Like, I yeah. guess he has to balance it out. Um, I think so. Obviously he I won think the, that's what he does. He won the Oscar, I think, for Capote. Yeah, um, with, yeah, there was two uh, Truman Capote films that came out at the same time, wasn't there? They're both actually yeah. good. I've seen them both. The other I think one, his one's the best. The other one's Philip Seymour Hoffman, is it? That's right, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So Toby Jones won that battle. <laughs> he did, yes, he did. <laughs> that would be a good fight, wouldn't it? <laughs> I really like <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman. I shouldn't be laughing at his demise. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I think I watched Capote and uh, Catherine Keener plays... Uh, Killer Mockingbird lady, isn't she? I really like her um, uh-huh. in most things. I haven't seen the Philip Seymour Hoffman one. Uh, uh, they're both I think, good. I don't think I really enjoyed Capote, to be honest. A bit poor face. Did you know? Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. Have I like you it. seen Barbarian Sound Studio? Mm-mm. No? Okay. No. This is my type what of film. What on earth is that? This is my type of film. Um, it's by a director called Peter Strickland. Have you seen any of his stuff? The name rings a bell. They're I all very like else. esoteric art housey things. Like there's that right. one which is about basically he's the man who records the sound effects for seventies Italian horror films. You know, like Dario Argento right. kind of things, like yeah. Suspiria and stuff like that. Uh-huh. He basically runs the studio where they record the sound effects for those films. Um, right. Which is just it, honestly, it's brilliant. But uh-huh. it's like. It's very much what you think I would like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a bit weird, a bit creepy, a uh-huh. bit like yeah. weirdly sexy, but like uh-huh. not, not just like a sex film. <laughs> uh-huh. um, and yeah, he's really good. And the soundtracks to those mm-hmm. films are always awesome as well. So anyway, uh-huh. Toby Jones, I've liked in some things like that. Um, I thought he's, he's yeah. good in this. He's good in this. Uh-huh. Um, I, think, I think I like the, the one... That- we're gonna. I'm gonna pick for the next time. It's a film called Marvelous. Okay. Which is um, well, it's very difficult to explain, but we'll do our best when we're when we're. Okay. We, oh, that sounds good. It. I'll check. I've uh-huh. got it. But yeah, it sounds good. It's well, it's on YouTube. So along okay. with this, which oh, yeah, is we, very very weird. I don't know why this is on YouTube. I think it might be taken off because the miss the thing that we're talking about on YouTube. And it's quite a recent one. On. So it's surprising that it's, it's actually on there. Put, on, put the link on the thing. And I know, but it, normally you find on YouTube, it's it's kind of you know 60s, 70s stuff. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah I guess. So not who necessarily up to date ones. Who plays the blonde lady in this that Thomas Jane ends up being mates with? Um, it's Laurie Holden. She's in The Walking Dead as well. Okay, that's her name. Okay. Um, the book, which gladly was it, it was taken out for for the film. Um, Laurie Holden's character and um, so Thomas Jane's character have like some kind of a fair in the supermarket, which is completely out of place. Uh, and gladly but, it was taken but, out for a start. He's got his uh-huh. son there. 
Yeah, <laughs> he's got his son there. He's he's just left his wife. She's married as well. Um, but they have like a fling and they I don't know if it's the the terror of everything or whatever just makes people want to do they shag do or whatever. I think they do it in I don't know, I can't remember. I think it's the toilet or something. <laughs> yeah, but the, gladly that was that was cut out. Um, yeah, the main, so that's all the main characters really, isn't it? Um yeah, three, and then much. there's a few who pop in and out. Um mm-hmm. so what happens is very much like all of these kind of films, a bit like that Doctor Who story that we talked about as well. It's basically everybody in one place and people start turning on each other. Who's... Yep. So, like you say, the monster's outside, the monster's inside, people throwing yep. each other under the bus, tell, kicking people out so they mm-hmm. meet their end and all of that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. The people start siding either with Thomas Jane or with yep. the religious lady. And then it That's gets right. to a point where she's whipping the, like, her followers up into a frenzy yeah. Then, like, we need to, we need to satisfy mm-hmm. the demons' blood. Yeah, need to sacrificing. Yeah, need to sacrifice people. The first person that the sacrifice is is an army guy who they blame because the, the kind of overhear I'm talking about that Arrowhead project and stuff like that. Yeah, so, so grab there's, him there's two other stab him. There's two other army guys who've basically they've hang, they find them they're hanging on this, so they've killed themselves. Yeah. So uh-huh. Thomas Jane's like. And some of the other guys are like, ah, this is your fucking like, experiment gone wrong, isn't it? And there's one remaining uh-huh. one. And he's like, look, I'm from around here. I'm a local guy. I wouldn't do that. Yeah. So that's your uh-huh. bit again about whether the out of towners or not. Uh, but yeah. they still sacrifice him. And he comes mm-hmm. to a sticky end and they throw him out. They do. But more say, before all this happens, so it's, it's the, probably the scariest bit for me. when Because initially these flying sort of creatures come in. And they try and get them with a mop, which is on fire. And this guy sets himself on fire. Yeah. So they've got to go next door to the pharmacy to get sort of, you know, um, painkillers or whatever, because this guy's in terrible state. Um, and the bit in the pharmacy for me is the, the scariest and most horrible bit, I think, with the spiders. Did you did you like yeah. the spiders? Nah, I mean, I think you're more scared <laughs> of spiders than I am, but it's not. It's I like spiders. I'm I'm not frightened of spiders at all. My wife is. She hates spiders, but uh, I'm I'm the guy in our house who gets the spiders out the house. Do you know okay. what I mean? Okay. But these ones just they're horrible. I mean, there's this MP guy who's like stuck in a web. Yeah. Um, and he's so. Sort of convulsing and stuff like that. Yeah. He's spider sort of hatching his face. It's horrible. Yeah, that's awful. They come popping out his cheeks and stuff. That's pretty. Yeah. So what you've got with this film is you've got loads of layers, really, haven't you? Because you've got the mm-hmm. um, the suspicion of the outer towners. You've got the suspicion of what's outside and the actual monsters. Mm-hmm. You've got the religious element and people find her weird at first, but then obviously she gets a following and all of that. Yeah. And then you've got like some quite grotesque like body horror stuff coming into it as well where the things popping out the faces you've yep. got the bit where basically the next bit this lady tries to get them to sacrifice uh mm-hmm. thomas jane's son who's the like one of the few children in there and at that yep. point toby jones just shoots her in the stomach and then shoots uh-huh. her in the head it's like amazing from toby jones he's like turns <laughs> out to be a real hero um uh-huh. But then that's the chasm's broken then because they're like, you murdered her. Forgetting mm. that she was about to sacrifice a child. They're all yeah. turn on those guys and they have to kind of now the escape or whatever it needs to be on. Yeah. A bit more urgent. 
yeah, that's it. So that that's what they try to do. But I think you're, you're right. There is layers to it. It's not just a you know a monster film where the monsters are outside and that's it. There's, there's, it's more, it's cleverer than that. I think you can, that's why Frank Darabont obviously picked it up and wanted to do it. You know what I mean? If if it, if it didn't have the the kind of conflicts inside. I don't think he would have done it, would it, if it was just like a straight monster film or whatever. No, and it would be boring, and there's loads of films like yeah. that, isn't it? Like it's, it's, exactly. Um, it's got yeah. that, the character elements to it and the different characters mm-hmm. in it. I do think there's too many um, that pop up. Like, I think it would be better if there was a tighter cast on it and there uh-huh. was like only a few people and a bit more claustrophobic, I guess. Um, yeah. Because I think what you've got is it's kind of sprawl in the supermarket and there's people over mm-hmm. here and there's people over there and there's that back yeah. room and there's another back room and then there's next door. Uh-huh. I think that kind of it loses its focus a little bit as a film for me by like all of a sudden there's, you're just on somebody else in a different place. I think if yeah. it was a bit more tight and more claustrophobic, it would ramp up the tension that little bit mm-hmm. more like let's say it was a corner store instead of a full supermarket maybe or something like yeah. that uh, uh-huh. but anyway i mean a, a little point i still enjoyed it uh-huh. what i didn't enjoy was what happens at the end uh which is, <laughs> which is absolutely right. awful like totally right. awful well I'll, I'll i think the ending makes the film it's brilliant personally. it's brilliant but uh, it's yeah horrible it is horrible i mean i i, I love a nihilistic ending um, and uh, the other thing about the book is this ending isn't in the book. Okay. So, so Stephen King kick off about this like The Shining, did he? No, no, <laughs> no, he didn't because Frank Darabont talked to him about the ending and uh, and Stephen King sort of said, yeah, that's, that's a better ending. So <laughs> go with it and do it. So it, What's the ending in the not, book? Tell us what the end of the book is then. It's it, the ending in the book's very strange. There's, there is no ending to the book, okay. Really, um, in in the book that they leave the supermarket because Miss Miss Comedy or whatever, and they just drive and they find I think it's a school and they just hear something on the radio, um, which is you know so there's there's they hear other people alive at a different part of America, so that they know that there's other people still alive and then it ends. Okay. So there's no real particular ending to the short story. Okay. Um, but in the film, there certainly is. Because the, the, eventually they do leave the supermarket, don't they, in the film? Um, and they keep driving. And eventually they run out of petrol. And rather than sort of um, die by these horrible creatures, which are horrible, mm-hmm. awful, and, you know, who wants to sort of have spiders bursting out your face? Yep. Thomas Jane's got a gun and he's got four bullets, but there's five people in the car. So does he I'll know let you explain. Only, does he know there's only four bullets? Because I don't think. Yes, he does. He counts does he? them. He counts them. I counts uh, them. At I the must end. have missed that because he seemed surprised that he didn't have a final one. So yeah. So basically, he's um, he pulls over, and no, he can't know because he he tries to do it himself. Anyway, he pulls over. He does. And, he does. He counts them, and he knows exactly how many he's got. And what he says to them is, "Well." There's only four, and he says, "Well, I'll sort something out myself." At the end, <laughs> okay. So <laughs> it stops, and the, suddenly the action—you just got the shot for outside the car, in the mist. This like old station wagon with the lights kind of shining through the sea fret, and uh-huh. um, <laughs> you just hear and see like the gun going—the flash of the gun being fired—and yeah. hear the noise of it. And obviously, you know he's killed. 
the last that he hasn't had an affair with in this. Uh-huh. There's an old couple that are with him and his uh-huh. own son. Yeah. So it's like a murder-suicide pact. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. I mean, the son won't know that that's going to happen, so I think that's fucking disgusting. But, no, uh, um, it's basically murder, isn't it? It's, <laughs> it, it? Rather, there is a part in the film where the his son and him are lying on the floor and his son says to him, whatever happens, don't let the monsters get us. I so know, that's almost uh, yeah, that, I know, but that's that's that's, <laughs> that's right. what he says, and that's <laughs> the sort of his head in with kind of beams. No, but they will get you now. <laughs> what? So what happens is that they're, they're driving and driving and driving, and they run out of petrol, and they realise that there's no way to go, and these horrible creatures are going to get them somehow. Mm-hmm. So Thomas Jane shoots everybody yes. in the car, but apart from still, himself. But he does turn the gun on himself and pull he the. He does, trigger. but that's out of like fear and sort of the realization of what he's done do you know okay. what i mean that's so, what makes him do that i think so what happened? so obviously he's distraught he's screaming he's crying and shouting banging his mm-hmm. head off the steering wheel and all of that kind of stuff and then yeah. he's shouting come on come and get us then he steps out into the mm-hmm. mist and he's going come on and you can hear the rumbling of this big he sees the big uh thing going over him doesn't he like there's a huge monster like that's just before of, yeah so that's that, just before. that kind of walks over the top of the car before he mm-hmm. kills them and yeah, tries to kill himself that's right so he steps uh-huh. out and he's like come on then come on then get us mm-hmm. um but the heartbreaking thing is actually he gets rescued yeah uh, so the mess sort of yeah, it's it, it, almost a minute or so after he, he kills his, his, his son and the other people in the car, the mist sort of clears and there's loads of army guys sort of killing all the monsters that they're seeing, stuff like that. Yeah. So what he's actually been doing in that car, he's been driving and the mist has just been clearing behind him. Yeah. So he's, he's just been keep going and keep going and keep going. And the, the army have managed to somehow stop this mist from coming through yeah and they're killing off all the creatures so he's, he's killed his son and the other people in the car for no reason yeah whatsoever I if they had just stayed there for an extra 10 minutes it would have been fine yeah and or i mean even if he had waited another minute to kill them he would have been fine um, yeah uh-huh. uh, um and you see a truck go past that's got kind of people that they've rescued on the back and one of the women is mm-hmm. one of the first women who left the shop isn't yeah it? That's right, uh, yeah, in the supermarket, yeah. So actually, look, they may have been able to escape. Andre Brower may be okay. Uh, you don't know. No, I think he's dead. I think Andre <laughs> Brower's dead. <laughs> I, still, I still think but, we should watch Homicide Life on the Street for one of these. I was doing a bit of reading about it again today. And the mm-hmm. cast in that is incredible. And also there's a yeah. guy called Richard Meltzer. Do you know who he is? He's like a comedian, uh, like mm-hmm. a 70s New York comedian. He plays a character called... The guy with the glasses. Yeah, old guy, like kind of grey hair. Yeah. Um, He plays a character called Detective Mulch in it. And he was Mm -hmm. like one of the main guys. He's played that character in 10 different shows. Has he? Yeah. He's still in uh, Law and Order playing that character. Uh I think he pops up in Brooklyn Nine-Nine as that character. He's in all of these different TV shows and police shows, and he pops up Mm -hmm. as the guy that he was in Homicide Life on the Street. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that's got to be some kind of record, surely. Definitely, yeah. Um, Uh, yeah, We will do it, because I mean, obviously there's 
a big reason why, you know, we talk about it a lot and stuff like that, which we yeah. talked about in the previous episodes, haven't we? So yeah, we'll we'll definitely do it. So did you like this then? I mean, I did, what I what did. did you think of the ending? What did the because the ending's the the bit that gets you right in the gut, yeah, isn't it? I thought it was totally gut wrenching. Yeah, like I'm watching it thinking, fucking hell, like it was bad enough, and I just thought he had killed all of them and he was going to kill himself. Now uh-huh. he's killed them all for no reason, and he's got to live with it. Uh-huh. I would imagine he ends up killing himself because he, mm-hmm. you would, wouldn't you? <laughs> I, I definitely think so. I don't um, think he could live with that. Like. So, yeah, and then you're at the point like, oh, shit. So it's just totally gut-wrenching, yeah. It's a, it's a, a powerful end, and like I say, and then the, it just kind of ends there, and mm-hmm. then this music comes on, and the score, whoever did the end credits music, it's like, it's not particularly nice or lovely piece of music, it just really yeah. kind of haunting and it works. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, again, not something I would watch again. I know you obviously have it and do mm-hmm. and have watched it more than once. Um, but, yeah, like yeah, a good story with some good actors in it. Not entirely my cup of tea, but, I mean, I, mm-hmm. I definitely enjoyed it, uh, apart from the end, which is horrible. Um, yeah. But, yeah, <laughs> like, I, I liked it. It's good. Like, Stephen King can be happy about this one, I think. Yeah, well, I'm how, glad did, of that. Um, how did so did Darabont buy this for a dollar in 1980, or and then he ended up becoming a famous filmmaker, or was he a film, famous mm-hmm. filmmaker and then be like, if you got anything else knocking around, I hear they're only a quid. Yeah, <laughs> what what he did was he bought a, a different Stephen King uh, short story and and did uh, he did that, and then he became this sort of big. He hasn't made many films, so he's only no, made a handful say, of films. It's weird. Not many he's, at all, five. It, his career. And filmography is is really strange. Like uh-huh. for a guy who's directed the Shawshank Redemption, which, like you say, is people's most favorite film of all time, The Green uh-huh. Mile, which I prefer and think is brilliant. Um, uh-huh. Have you seen Harry? The Majestic? I, I quite like that. I've only seen it once, and it was a long time ago. Yeah, it's, but it's, I liked it. I mean, it's it's a straight like it's not a massive film, is it? It's like a strange one. No. Um, yeah. But the rest of the time, he's been the guy behind the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, like which is odd. Yeah. Like he's he's a lot of it kind is. of computer games, TV shows that he's uh-huh. been the. He's got more screenwriting credits than he has directing. Uh, uh-huh. I just don't think he wants to do shit. I mean, do you know what I mean? I, mean, I think it's. I mean, I, I, no, I mean I, that's earlier in his his career. I mean, we're talking about nineteen eighty nine there, aren't we? What's I, the last I, thing he's I, done? I, was, would have been The Walking Dead. But the, the newest thing that he's doing is in, unf- uh, well, it, it, it's a script by, um, uh, oh, who was it? I'll check. I hate it when my mind goes blank, Cliff. It was the guy that does The Shining, uh, Kubrick. Yeah. It's a, a script by Kubrick that, that he finished just before he died. And uh, that's what he's doing next. Well, we can only hope Darabont. it's like eyes wide shut and not like 2001 <laughs> Space Odyssey. Which is terrible. <laughs> I like uh, 2001. I like it. I mean, I've, I think it's good. I've already watched it once and I fell asleep for yeah. the majority of it. Like, you fell asleep. Well, I, I mean, it, I can understand that. I mean, not a lot happens, but uh, it's got it's a good science fiction film with like big ideas, isn't it? Do you like uh, talk, it do you like that kind of thing, like Solaris and stuff? Do you like that? I haven't actually seen Solaris. Are you talking about the remake or the the one that was in the seventies? I mean, the seventies one has got 
is more worthwhile watching. I think the, the yeah. George Clooney one is like okay, like mm-hmm. we've got. Like, uh, I'd rather watch Moon than the George Clooney one. Like, yeah, well, Moon's class, isn't it? Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, love that. Um, brilliant. But yeah, like so, that yeah, I mean, one. But like yeah, thanks yeah. for making us watch this. It's made us like you. I said, oh, there's a series, and you're like, no, don't watch that. No, uh, I don't watch the series. Crap. But it's the thing really with bad. Stephen King, right? Oh, how many of his stories are actually good? Because mm-hmm. the biggest films are the ones that either don't follow his storyline <laughs> and he gets upset about, or there's like mm-hmm. only Shawshank Redemption, isn't there? Like, I mean, think about how many films are just TV adaptations and they're crap. They're really crap. I mean, that's what puts it, us it, off. That's what puts us off. I think, I think you've got the wrong idea of the, the Shining, and it, it's not radically different to Kubrick's film. The book isn't radically different. There's a slight, there's a character change and the ending's different. But that, that the reason King kicked off about it was because it was a personal thing to him. It was about alcoholism and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And that those elements were changed. Okay. The, the story, if you read the book, you, you, I mean, it, you know what it is. You know it's the same as the Kubrick okay. film. Okay. It's not radically different. Do you know what I mean? Okay. The thing is about Stephen King, if, if somebody, a good director like Darabont or Kubrick, gets a hold of his stuff, it's always good. The problem with it is that he does allow people to sort of adapt his work. <laughs> he allows them to buy it for good. a dollar? Like, I could buy well, it and make yeah, a terrible film? <laughs> he, he could, uh-huh. And, and, and that kind of you know, that kind of thing sticks out in people's heads. So people who don't read or watch something, you know, like that. I think it's just how prolific think, well, this it is. is. just crap. Like you say, he's really prolific. I mean, how many things has he written? Like, can they all be good? Like, can they all make good Well, it, I mean, is <laughs> Carrie good? Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yay. Carrie's amazing. It, it's good. Fantastic. China, the Green Mile. Mm-hmm. You know, this. Shawshank Redemption. I know, but you could go like, on forever. I know, you could go on for about ten good ones, and you've probably got about. No, you could go on for more than more than ten. He, he, he's a massively pro- prolific writer. Uh, stand really by is. me as well, right? Stand by me, yes. Uh huh. Okay. So I mean, there's loads. Misery. <laughs> misery, <laughs> misery is class. I love misery. Uh, well, there you go. You see. So I who mean, it, if it's is it Rob Reiner who does that one? I think, I think it might, it might be. be. Yeah. That's a change of pace for him as well. Is. Yeah. So, I mean, if a, if a good director gets a hold of it, it's good. Do you know what I mean? I mean, there's, there's parts in The Shining where it's word for word. Okay. You know, uh, Jack Nicholson is, you know, basically reading out what King's wrote in the book. So it's not a massive sort of deviation. There's slight differences, but a, a book is different to watching something on the screen, isn't it? Oh, of course Some it is. things won't work. Like that thing that I've just told you about in this, where he has an affair or whatever, you know, with the girl in the mist. It's pointless. I mean, especially as a novella, <laughs> but it can't be a lot <laughs> of pages, yet he's managed to find space for an <laughs> ill-judged affair. <laughs> uh-huh. So, that, I mean, there's, there's things that just won't work, and that's why they get changed. Well, I think, like, you know, for, for me, film. if I like a singer or whatever, a songwriter, and you brought out an album every week, they're never all going to be uh-huh. great, are they? Like, yeah. I, I get that. I get that. I mean, he's not doing it every week, is he? He's yeah. not. He's not doing it every. week. I don't week. know how many books he's got. Three thousand. <laughs> well, I mean, he, he, when did the uh, Carrie was his first one, and that 
1973 or something like that, I think. So, I mean, he's, he's been writing for a long time. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, he is, I don't think being prolific and, and having a good imagination is a bad thing. I think it's a good thing. Do you know what I mean? Fair enough. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. I'm glad you. Oh, but I'm glad you enjoyed it because I didn't know what your reaction would be. Oh, Obviously, good. with being Stephen King and stuff well, like I think that. I maybe I'm just a bit uneducated about them. Then I did used to read, try and read some of his stuff when I was younger, but I'm just not a big reader of that kind yeah. of book and, I mean, and novels in general. Like I just don't read uh-huh. a lot. I mean, it's not it's not for everybody. I mean, Steve, it, I've got I try to get the wife to read it, and she didn't like it. I just don't like the way he writes. So it's not for everybody. Do you know what I mean? It's each to their own and stuff like that. But she loves all the films. So sit and watch all the films. Cool. The good That's ones. Good. <laughs> <laughs> not the Tommy Nuckers. <laughs> not the Tommy Nuckers, no. <laughs> even, well, King, even Stephen King doesn't like the Tommy Nuckers. It's, I mean, that's probably, that's the thing I always think of when I think of crap, Stephen King. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. What are we doing to end it? Anything? No, I think we that, well, I'd say we did the quiz and everything, didn't okay, we? Well, unless we'll unless you've got anything. I haven't got anything because I've had a busy old week with loads of stuff going you on. You have indeed. So have uh, indeed. I'll try and be a bit, bit more prepared with stuff last time, but <laughs> oh, that was good. And we're going to watch yeah. a football film next time, which is good. Send us we the are. link to what it is and I'll check it out. I seem to remember mm-hmm. pictures of Toby Jones wearing like old-fashioned football gear, so maybe I know what it is. Yeah. But, um, right, okay. You'll like well, it. Right, nice one. Uh, I look forward to it. And I will speak to you soon. And all our listeners out there, hopefully you just keep listening and stuff. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, nice. F Circus Pod, and you can find us on um, Facebook. Just search for the name of the podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes and wherever else you listen to your podcasts. Leave us reviews if you want. That will help get the word out there and more people can listen and share these wonderful chats with the world. Um, <laughs> until next time, I'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Tommy knocker, Tommy knocker, knocking on your door. <laughs> <laughs>